Welcome to The Haber Show. This week, we have another bubble correspondent. This time, it's Mark J. Spears from ESPN's The Undefeated, reporting from quarantine at the NBA's Disney World Resort campus. Mark has been covering the league for over 20 years. He's one of the most plugged-in NBA reporters out there, and he gives us the goods on what it's like to be in a seven-day quarantine in one room. He also tells us about the secret birthday gift for Damian Lillard and his 30th birthday party on campus in Orlando. We also hear why he, Mark Spears, will get emotional during the resumption of the NBA season. But before we get started with the sit-down with Mark, big news this week. Peacock, NBC Universal's new streaming service, is live, y'all. From live sports to news, documentaries, and some of your favorite shows, like for me, Parks and Rec. Peacock has it all. You got to watch the Dream Team documentary that has interviews with Michael Jordan, Magic, and Charles Barkley. And if you're like Mark Spears and you love the Premier League, you better check out PeacockTV.com. Real ones know. All right, without further ado, Mark Spears from The Undefeated. My man, Mark Spears, uh, I believe it's day five in the bubble. Uh, How you living, man? Well, uh I got cramps last night, man. My buddy Steve Mitchell has been like really working me out. He's a, a, a trainer out in the Bay and I didn't drink enough water and which, you know, my mom and my aunt will be mad at me for cause they actually sent me these power pack things oh. and to give me more hydration as, as well as D D three. And then I got some, uh, hydration packs as well and I, I guess I didn't do enough of it because it that you know you know I'm talking about that cramp in the back of your 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 hamstring Ooh. and I got up before it hit boy and I think I did about 2,000 steps before it calmed down <laughs> and then so it just uh I was late being on your show because I overslept because that that messed me up well I'll tell you from personal so I apologize experience for that Oh, you're you're good, man. For for from personal experiences, I know I know cramps are, are they're nothing to mess with. When I was in high school, after um after basketball tryouts for high school, uh, I came home and I got a cramp in my foot because you know in basketball tryouts the first two days are just yeah, just running. conditioning, just running. Yeah. So I get back and I get a cramp in my foot and my brother's, I'm like screaming like ah I'm cramp, what the hell is going on? How do I break this? And my brother goes, hey um. To, to fix the cramp, just try to touch your toes to the back of your heel. And I was, and I just, I, he was playing a joke on me. So yeah. I, tr- I basically clenched the, the cramp even more. He was just messing with me and pranked me. Mark, I was, I was crying, man. I was like 16 years old from the pain because he, he made me basically exacerbate. Make it worse. Wow. Make it worse. So I hope you, you felt bad. Probably not. He, he does, no, he's my older brother. He doesn't feel bad about picking on yeah. me. Come on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, remember, remember LeBron in the finals? Remember, remember that time? He, he going to keep telling you that. <laughs> you know, yeah. and No, I remember that in San Antonio. Um, it'll, you know, it'll be interesting to see, because it's hot out here. Like, guys are going to, I mean, and that's typical for finals anyway. It might be hot wherever you are. But I do think because of the humidity in this place, I'd, Saw my buddy Candace Parker talking about how hot it was and humid it was out. Uh, I don't think too far from here. And I these guys gonna definitely have to hydrate big time uh, during the game, so we're gonna see a lot of that too. So, uh, 
you're day five, Mark. Are you having like stages of quarantine? Like, is, are you, are you kind of like seeing things by day three? Like what, it, what is it like to be in a, in a hotel room for several days? Well, the thing that's funny is if you think about it, we've been quarantining where we are. Yeah. So, I mean, basically at home in Oakland, I go, I, I like my re- mental release was I would go on a walk for an hour every day. And I found a place that nobody really knew about. And it was beautiful. It was by the water. And you had a secret, a secret, uh, like walking trail. I mean, shoot, it was, um, I could say it now, I guess, since I ain't home, but I was at the, the old Naval air base in Alameda. Okay. And we're basically talking about an old airport. So there's like hundreds and hundreds of yards where nobody would be near me. And I, I just go walk and clear my head and look at the water and look at the fi- like the birds like dive into the ocean to get the fish. It was great. But you can't it's do like, that there. Huh? You can't Where, do here? that there. Here? Yeah, like in the oh, no, seven got, days, you got, can't go on walks, right? Oh, I, oh during quarantine? No. 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 no, no. So, and, and then, so that was like my exercise because you, I wasn't comfortable going even in the, there weren't any gyms open, but even a few that were, I wasn't comfortable going in there yet. So like I would take that walk every day and that was just, I think that helped me a lot mentally. Like I probably took that walk a hundred times, mm. you know, and it's beautiful, man. I wish I had, I, if you could plug some pictures in, I'll send you some pictures to put in for your podcast. But, you know, so that helps you mentally. So here, you know, you don't have that. Um, but I've been so busy, man, whether it's doing some interviews, whether it's doing my own interviews, I'm writing this big story on Sam Presti that's running on Friday. And that, that took a lot of time. Like I've been so busy that I haven't had a lot of downtime. Mm. And so like, I was telling somebody yesterday, I'm like, man, it's nine o'clock already. Like, so it's not like I'm in like solitary confinement with nothing to do. I've been so like, my days have been moving. I've been on sports center a lot. I'm going to go on later today. Like, and I think that is helping the days go by. I do get to open the door once a day <laughs> when I get my uh, COVID test, which is like a really strange experience. Well, I saw Chris Haynes from Yahoo uh, yeah. playing Ding Dong Ditch with some of the reporters. While he yeah, I ain't giving Chris mine. <laughs> I'm not giving Chris. I gave Chris the wrong hotel, so I ditched him. <laughs> he got the wrong hotel room for, number for me. But he can do that because he yeah, got there earlier. Chris don't care, like, what is, what's Chris going don't on care there? that much about where I'm at. There, there's an ulterior motive to it. But he can he can go outside in the hallway and stuff and play ding dong ditch because he was there earlier. Like what's going yeah, on? Yeah, he and he and Malika Andrews got here before us, like two weeks before. Okay. So they were able to report on the arrival of the players, um, which is why they were here early. Um, I think they both found out like maybe two days before. And they got to go? Yeah. Man. This is like till mid-October, right? So they've been here for a minute. And so I hear stories like I have no idea what this hotel is like, what it offers. I think we're changing hotels anyway at the end of, for I don't know what reason, but that's what I'm being told. Um, so I, I don't know actually what this property has to offer, but when I do get out and – I think I'm going to be really, really busy, especially when they're having like eight teams playing games. I'm going to explore it, man. I'm going I'm to make the best of my time here. I'm going to check out the trails. I had some, you know, I, I, I did bring my wine with me. Shout out to Charles Krug. 
and my guy Judd Wallenbrock. Woo! Um, and and Frank. You got some Napa in that hotel Wolf. room? Oh man, hold on, I'm gonna I'm mess with this guy. Let me show you this. You'll laugh at this. Hey Tom, Mark Jones is the only dude I know over fifty who likes to Facetime. <laughs> Mark Jones for me is PN. How you doing, yeah. man? Hey, man? Oh, he's asking how you doing. Who's that? Tom Haverstraw. Oh, okay. Tom, I said, what's up, man? Yeah. Said, <laughs> you still in Miami? Uh, yes. I'm, I'm tired of phone calls. He, I need face-to-face contact. <laughs> he said he asked if you're still in Miami. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miami All right. Uh, I'll hit you back when I get done with this. Yeah, man, no problem. Yeah, you look like you're living a good life, too, mm-hmm. man. Man, I just finished working out, man. I'm feeling strong today. Went for a run, didn't get shot. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. I do that. So then I get good messages like that. Yeah. So you cool, taking right? your test this morning? Or you take so those we, at night and then you get the answers? No, they do it in a three o'clock hour. Okay. So it's like something out of uh, some science sci-fi movie. Like these, there's a person with a mask on with a board that comes to the door with two astronaut looking people. And I open the door and I put my chair next to the door and, it was cool. The first two days, it was like three ladies that came to the door and the lady that was doing the test was just doing it so nice. Like, you know, like gentle. Man, yeah. the last two days, this big old dude coming in, like shoving this thing all the way up to my brain, man. I, I'm going to say something to him today. I'm like, man, why ain't you gentle like them nice ladies were the first two days? Yeah, where'd they go? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I need a switch. I need them back, man. I he, think that's Chris Haynes. I think that's Chris Haynes. It might be because there's a big black dude too. It might be him, <laughs> or he might be telling him to be a little rough with me, man. So, um, have you ever had a COVID test before? Was this your first time? My first one. And what was it like? Easy. Yeah. I mean, they swabbed my tongue, both nostrils. I didn't know they would do my tongue. I I think the hardest thing is just waiting for the result. Like mm. you get them via email. And then you get that email, you're just kind of looking at the email like, ah. the first one I was scared. You know what I mean? Like now I'm like, I'm in here. It's, they're clean, man. Like that, ah, the NBA from the standpoint of the, the testing and, and the different things they're doing, like they give me the, they gave us this thermometer. So they're checking our temperature every day. You have to register that. I have to register my temperature every day. Mm-hmm. Now I still don't understand this thing, but. That's I a pulse oximeter. Yeah. Yeah. What What the hell does that do? That so my brother got COVID, and so I know he uh, he's good now, but he had to he had to wear one of those uh, pulse oximeters to check the oxygen in his blood. Yeah. So and I'm just checking the oxygen in my blood every day. Yeah. They're not yeah. playing, you know, and so and then they give us this thing that when I get out of here, you somehow I put this on my credential. And if I'm within six feet of somebody for more than 20 seconds, it starts barking. Oh, so you have, that's requirement. That's a requirement for me to to put that on. You had to put that on your credential. So walk people through what it's like uh, from your perspective, what it's going to be like as a reporter, because one of the things that I had to weigh in thinking about whether to go into the bubble and at this point I'm not is what kind of access am I going to be able to get? Like yeah. you're going to be boots on the ground in the bubble, but what does that mean for you as a reporter? What are they going to be the differences than what you're used to going to a regular playoff? Well, game? you know, we're used to going into locker rooms. We're used to being able to walk off with players when they go to the buses for the guys that have relationships with certain players and guys and gals that's gone. 
gone. We can't do it. We had to like sign a contract saying we can't, we're not going to do that. Um, so but, like if you did a story about Sam Presti that's coming out tomorrow on the undefeated. Can you go up to Sam Presti and, and interview him like microphone in his face? No. No, right? six, like six feet away. And so, it has to be I mean, I, I could too, get right? one-on-ones that they authorize. So I have to get it clear um, and set up in advance. And I mean, I guess the good thing with that is they don't have a whole lot to do. So if the player thinks it's a worthwhile interview, the likelihood is they'll probably do it. I mean, maybe the stars aren't doing that too many of those things, but I, I kind of feel like perhaps later on, I'll let loosen up a little bit. Like I'd like to go fishing with somebody. I like, I've had um, players say, Hey, like we could do an interview over dinner. I love to do that, but I think they just need to, take the training wheels off first and just feel a little bit more comfortable with what they're doing here before they let us like ride the bike. You know what I mean? So I, I think they're going to put the guard up first and perhaps slowly bring it down a little bit. But, you know, the fact that we're quarantining for seven, like true seven days and doing everything we're doing and uh, no, nah, they're, they're not playing around. I, I do think though, the access we're getting here is going to be good. It's not going to be great. It's going to mm-hmm. be good. The next tier access, like the only benefit you you get for being here, I think, is you you have the ability to go to the games. Now, when we go to the games, we're going to have the seats I had. Like when you start doing NBA stuff, uh, two thousand ten. Okay, you might have caught the end of us having good seats. Hey, you go to Memphis, you go to OKC, yeah. you still got good seats. You no, know, surprisingly, the Lakers and Clippers give you pretty good seats, yep. too. Yep. Um, but, like, every place had great seats before. Like, if you watched the video of the 2008 NBA Finals, I'm, like, five feet from the Lakers. I mean, the <laughs> Celtics bench. For the finals. So our seats are going to go back to being, like, that close. So that will be great for the games. Um so that, you know, there's benefits. But if you're in the next tier, you can go to the games, but the only access you have to players is via Zoom, yep. which you have right where you're at. So you got to – what you got to do, Mark, is you got to um, – when a guy is not playing because he's sitting out or whatever and he's on the end of the bench, that's when you got to do your interviews because you're going to be right there yeah. and you got yeah. to shout away. From, from a few seats yeah. away and do your interview that way. That's how you do it. Because you can't – yeah, we can't talk to him pregame. No access pregame. And that's where you get your best stuff. A lot of, yeah, a lot of good stuff. But I do think in terms of the practices, maybe, maybe I'm hoping we get great access to practice because it's not like, like, where are they in a rush to go? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, go back to their PlayStation. Go fishing? Like, you got all day to do it. So, um, and, I, and I think with a lot of the guys' missions and wanting to keep the voice alive in terms of social justice, you know, with what I write about for a living, uh, I would think that maybe it might be a little bit more attractive to speak to me because of what I, I, I typically write about. So, you you broke the news on July 3rd that the NBA and Players Union had agreed to uh, have approved messages, social justice messages on the, on the back of the jersey. And you've been on that story since day one. So and now we're starting to hear about which yeah. players are opting into that, which players are opting out. And even we hear that Jimmy Butler has decided, I don't know whether this has been approved or not, maybe you can tell yeah. me, um, that he's opting to not have a, a, a name or any message whatsoever on the back of his jersey. So 
how did you first hear wind of that? And no. do you think the NBA is doing the right thing? Because it's certainly been controversial in some circles, but in others, you know, I hear when LeBron James is saying, I want my name on my, my James name on the back. And Anthony Davis is doing the same. So LeBron says he wasn't clued in on that process and he wishes he was. So how did that process go down? It was the, it was the conversations between the players association board and the league. Um, you know, I'm sure there's some confusion with the players when you see WNBA players have Breonna Taylor on yeah. the back of their jerseys. Like, why couldn't we have done it? Um, why was it okay for the WNBA and not us to put so names? Can you, but can you explain that? Like, why can't the well, NBA? Well, the, the, the Players Association actually told me, this is the Players Association, not the league, that they were worried about offending somebody. If that, per, like, if their person's name didn't get put, you know, the person that faced the trip, like how many people could that be? Countless, you know? So it seems like a little overly sensitive, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, I'm sure there would have been, you know, Austin Rivers was from the Orlando area, so he would have had Trayvon Martin. I, I think Damon Lillard might have had Oscar Grant. I, I think if they were able to put names, you know, that would have, that there wouldn't have been any complaints. I do think that close to 30 names are amazing. A big statement to see, look, I mean, to each his own, everybody could do what they want and it's their prerogative. So I'm not knocking anybody who isn't, but you do have this platform that is amazing. And if somebody would have told you a year ago that the NBA is going to give you 30 social justice things to put, put on the back of your name, you Jersey, you'd be like, what? Mm. They would. Um, so to see Kyle Korver, a white man, wearing Black Lives Matter on the back of his jersey when I see him run up and down the court, you know, that might bring a tear to my eye as a black man, you know. Um, to see Mike Conley where I am a man, like all these things are going to conjure up different conversations, you know. And players could do interviews after games where, hey, before I start, I want to talk about this. And they're all going to be on like Zoom doing zoom interviews anyway so they could control it just same way jeremy grant you know said brianna taylor's killers are still out there yeah players that was pretty powerful yesterday yeah so i i just think that um it i think when it does start it's going to be amazing to see it it really is going to be amazing to see and i i think my only disappointment with some of the stars that aren't doing it is their, their their platform is so huge their their reach is so worldly that even if it, it touches one kid, maybe impacts one kid, and that's a that's a major deal. There are kids out there that are living in families where you know their families may be racist or have hate in their heart. But what do these kids have that we didn't have when we were ten, twenty? I mean, fifteen, maybe even twenty. They have these phones, man. They have the ability yeah. to go do do search about the Black Lives Matter movement. Why Conley put I am a man, which exactly. is, you know, with the sanitation. What is I am a man? And then they yeah, go yeah. research Memphis. and Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they learn about Memphis. And, and so I think there's an educational thing that comes with these messages on the back of the names that could be impactful to kids all over the world. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, 10, 15 years from now, the same way that the uh, Dream Team had an impact on the world that 
these social justice messages have had an impact on kids. Like so and so is my favorite player, and he had he had um, you know no justice, no peace on the back of his. You know what I mean? Or like that means I don't, and I don't know if, if that may not be one of the messages, but. If, if they have one of the messages on the back of the jersey to see Cese Puede um, and you're, you're a Latin kid to see that, that might mean a lot to you. You know what I mean? And they're going to be players. They're going to have them in different languages. Yeah, so, I, um, that's pretty so cool. Yep. So, so back where they're from or people that read that language, like to see their language with a, a social justice message on the back of their jersey, I mean, yeah, that's going to mean a lot. So what would, what would you have? Um, I think I would have I am a man. I, I actually have that uh, that photo in my home, and mm. I always just love that photo. Um, interesting story. Uh, there's a Mem- former Memphis University of Memphis star guard who works for the Grizzlies now, played in the NBA. Wore gl- wears glasses. Elliot Perry. Oh, Elliot Perry with the socks, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Elliot Perry ranked number one all time. So. Elliot Perry's dad, no grandfather. If you look at the I'm a man picture, there's one guy in the middle of the picture who's turned like this and he's staring at whoever took the photo. Mm. And he has glasses on. That's Elliot Perry's grandfather. No way. And he looks like him too. Looks dead on like him. All right, I'm pulling up the photo here. So his there's grandfather's in guy, that photo. His grandfather's in that photo. There's one guy that's turned and looking at, at whoever's taking the picture. Mm. Well, everybody else has like is holding up the sign. But it's almost like he's staring into their soul. All right, let's take a quick break to hear about a podcast that should be in your rotation. I'm Mike Tirico, and this week on Sports Uncovered, the side of Bill Belichick you didn't know existed. He's actually very, very funny, and that would shock the people in New England. I remember one time that he was critiquing Asante Samuel's play about how we needed to play more physical. The runner was running out on the video, and he showed on the big screen, that's it, Asante, hit him with a pillow. Okay, let's throw marshmallows at him the next time. Don't miss an episode. Tap the subscribe button right now to get automatic downloads of Sports Uncovered for free. Now back to the conversation. We've seen we've seen demonstrations from MLS. We've seen demonstrations in Premier League. What are you expecting for the NBA guys? I'm really curious to see, man. I hope there's surprises. I mean, we know there's going to be things on the court. We know that they have jerseys, but I think what Jeremy Grant did might be a picture of what's to come. And so there'll probably be some players like, okay, I'm gonna answer that question, but I'm gonna add this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really, really smart thing to do. Yeah, our practice today was amazing, you know. And uh, but George Floyd's blah blah, you know. Yep. I, I hope we see more of that. I think that would be super amazing. And I, I think these guys are slowly realizing what platform they have for three and a half months. How big it is depends on them. Depends on what they say. Depends on what they do. So I'm sure there'll be special shoes. I'm sure there'll be. Maybe, maybe, okay, I can't write Breonna Taylor on my jersey, but I'm going to put it on the headband. Was the NBA going to tell them no? You know. Good luck. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious to see the creativity. Now, um, you told me that you were – you had a bad night's sleep or you were cramping. I'm not buying any of that, Mark. You were at Damian Lillard's party last night. You were at the I birthday wish. party. 
He had short ribs. He had lemon pepper chicken. <laughs> and he had uh, Cristal. So his 30th birthday party in quarantine was what? Like the Blazers threw him a party? How does that? How does that? I, well, this is what I was told because I wasn't there. But allegedly, allegedly. I know you're I heard right now. that he was supposed to get a chocolate cake with some special chocolate drink inside that he really likes. Like, like as filling. No way. Yeah. So, um, but he was supposed to get short ribs. He loves short ribs. And he said, I hope they're my grandmother's short ribs. <laughs> he retweeted me. And then um, lemon pepper wings are his thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure those guys' stomachs are all messed up today. I hope they don't practice. <laughs> they didn't practice yesterday. Hopefully they have a late practice today. His agent, Aaron Goodwin, supposed to give him a, a really major present that he can't mail to him. That's really cryptic. Do you know yeah, what the he told me? Is he told me, but he yeah. I, like Dame doesn't know what it is, and it's supposed to be a surprise when he gets it. So I just say it's substantial. It's of the, the jewelry, like kind of a jewelry piece. Let's say that. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wish I was there. That would have been cool. I don't know if I would have been able to go anyway, based on how things are, but. It's kind of like almost like a kid's birthday party, all only dudes, you know what I mean? <laughs> Bunch of dudes having fun, eating cake. That have already be been around each other. Like part of, part yeah. of the great thing about parties or birthday parties, you see people you haven't seen in a while. But at this yeah. party, it's like I've been, I've been with these guys for, for like five days straight. Um, yeah. and I, but you know, you know what it looked like? He, uh, he, he tweeted some picture out. It looked like he might have had a family Zoom call or something like that you know, to okay. celebrate with family too, bring it home. And he's, he's um, a big family guy. So let me ask you, uh, last thing is, you're a big uh, Premier League fan, or you watch soccer a lot. Yeah. So I'll be sad when the Premier League is over. Yeah. I was so static when it came back. I'll be sad when it's over. So with the lack of home court and what you're seeing from watching these soccer matches, like how how weird is it going to be with NBA? Like given what you've seen with the uh, soccer so far, yeah. it's a different sport. It's a different vibe on TV. But how is the experience of watching NBA games going to be different um, now versus you know pre-pandemic? I, I think you're going to see a lot of similar things that you're seeing in the Premier League games, where there'll be fans like uh, you know digitally there that they're going to bring in their voices. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see some of that. They, they got a smaller space to deal with and it's an indoor space. So there'll be a lot of creativity for sure. And, I'm, and that's another like, Are they going to have a cutout out of Jimmy Goldstein on the sideline? Like, what are they going to do? <laughs> that would be cool, right? Like to virtually have them there. Let me, like have a virtual crowd or, or like what, what was the Tupac thing when he, they had Tupac on stage? Like, yeah, the hologram. They'll have holograms of people. Uh, that would be got really Spike crazy, Lee holograms. But, well, actually, the Knicks aren't there, so uh, maybe but Spike here's Lee the thing, be there. man. When it comes to who, most of your life you play basketball in front of nobody, mm -hmm. and if you go watch those old videos of the nineteen ninety two Dream Team practices and how intense they were in Monaco, you want a soul in the crowd, and they were intense. So I, I do think one of the things that I'm curious about, I think one of the reasons why they're piping in noise on TV at the premier games is because they don't want you to hear what the players are saying. Mark, I've been saying this since day one. I don't know if the players want people hearing what they're saying between yeah. those 94 feet. No, nah, 
I'm going here because I'm too close. <laughs> but I think they're going to pipe in noise on television to make it seem like a, a regular game. And unlike Premier League or the NFL or baseball, they, you know, NBA has music playing during the games, which I've never understood. I'm a huge music fan, huge hip-hop, jazz, R&B fan, uh, Afrobeat fan. But I like the sound of the sneakers, man. I, I, I don't like hearing music during the game. That's one thing I love about college basketball. It's just the ball and the sneakers mm-hmm. and the player. But I bet you they're going to have DJ music played during the game, for sure. Yeah, DJ Irene in, in Miami. Of, yeah, yeah some, to drown out some of the noise uh, of the players talking trash to each other. So meals so, have been good. I, I, you know what I, I will be interesting, though, is I think that the players are allowed to come. Oh, so they're going to be in the stands. So they'll, like – so if they're in the stands, there's going to be noise. <laughs> like, and, like, you know, and LeBron's not, going to Sixers games to watch hey, Ben. Yeah. If, if you know you don't have nothing to do, why wouldn't you go to those games? Yeah. Of course you could be scouting. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they could come to the we'll, – we'll start seeing Ooh. on Wednesday when they start having the practice games if you can, people could go and watch because, you know, coaching staff's going to be there scouting. If you have nothing else to do, why wouldn't you go? You're not telling me – like, you're telling me that LeBron's not going to sit by uh, the Clippers bench just to hear the play calls and stuff? And well, just I don't to know hear that the... he'd be able to, but I think he could be in the building. Yeah. Like, they might have special areas to seat sit for every team. Huh. What about home court advantage? What are they going to – like, they can't really do much. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what can you do? I mean, that, that whole weird give somebody an extra foul thing and all that. I mean – yes, yeah. I'm not with that. What I'm with yeah. is letting top seeds pick their opponent. Like LeBron can, or the Lakers can say, all right, since well, this team got injured problem, or th- this team got The only problem uh, with that is you might have to wait to all everything gets done. Right. So you can't pick up a, a second round. You, you might have to wait. Like everybody has to wait till everybody gets finished to start. Mm. Yeah. So, but I yeah. like that in theory. Yeah, it just thinks it brings more drama and it brings more equity to the system so that you don't yeah. have a team that's, you know, an eight seed that is actually like the strongest team because they didn't yeah. get any injuries, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because so there certainly are some bad matchups there. Like, would the Lakers, Portland makes it, would they rather see Dallas? Would they rather, <laughs> you know what I mean? The Lakers, would they rather see somebody else? And Dame Lillard, who dropped a 48 piece on them the last time they played. And you got no Rondo mm. or no Bradley. Damon's gonna, he's gonna be chopping at the bit if he can get that matchup. I might, matchup. I might, if I'm the Lakers, I with all due respect to Dallas, I'm backcourt ain't their strong suit. I might take my chances with Luca and Porzingis over playing against Dame and CJ. Yeah, and who knows what Utah is gonna look like without uh, Bogdanovich? Um, and yeah. there's gonna be, there's gonna be, you know, we we saw De'Aaron Fox got injured, uh, sprained his ankle for he's out for a week, which is always, always a concern with him um, and his yeah, past history. Man, man. He he had he had some foot issues. He had uh, some plantar issues, I think, too, before the season ended. So, but hopefully he'll 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 he have he'll have enough time to he might miss some preseason games, but it sounds like he'll be at the first game. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've got uh, a couple more days here. Best of luck. I hope the food is still good. Um, any any particular? Still good. It's better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to hear what I, and your I highlights be, so far. I don't want to be a complainer. I would. Uh, it's on the Denny's variety. 
Okay. Okay. You know that's where Shane Battier went after he won the title. In Miami? In Miami. <laughs> I think he went to live. For, like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he went to live. Yeah. But I think right – he uh, – I believe Shane so went was, to Denny's with his family. Because it was yeah, open at like four to, in the morning. Should have found a Waffle House. <laughs> man, there's plenty of 24-7 spots in Miami. Oh, Miami. Yeah, you know yeah, that. Yeah. You oh, know yeah. that. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you coming on and uh, fighting through the cramps. Uh, I do know that I did a story about this when LeBron got his cramps in the finals in, in San Antonio. Salt is helpful. I, those, those things, those packets that you have or whatever, yeah. um, salt is supposed to be really good because it actually carries – it's kind of counterintuitive, but it carries the water to your muscles. So like it's a, it, it's a vehicle to get hydration oh, uh, to your muscle, muscles. So, well, I do um, have a, you know, when I felt better, I drank two bottles of water. I, I actually threw a hydration pack in one of them, but I have Gatorade and I was like, Oh yeah. And the, once I took the Gatorade, I was good. Yep. Electrolytes will help. Yeah. You'll be straight. And I think the, uh, uh, you got a great, um, ironing board back there the decorations i don't know in the room if, if it's the nicest room on the lot but you'll be moving to a new room soon no i mean i'm i'm fine with the room you know but, uh i just need to get out i need some <laughs> sunshine i need to walk i need to you know get the air i need life i like people i like to mess with people like it, it's like when those people come and test me every day i'm like please don't go <laughs> I'm like, what is it like on the outside? I like to, I ask them every day, just tell me something good you did today. What'd you do today? They're looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, nothing. You did something today. Tell me something. Like, did you go to Walmart? Like, what did you do? Tell me nothing. And I'm gonna keep asking them till I get out of here. That's sweet. Well, hopefully you get the nice lady from the first day, Mark. Yeah, the one that's not trying to shove it up to my brain. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. I, I think the Chris Haynes clone is here to stay. <laughs> well uh i uh, best of luck on the next uh, few days here and before you go uh you got something coming out during the nba finals i'm hearing if everything goes well i hear there's a there's a book dropping yeah yeah on. yeah spencer Haywood book man i'm excited about it uh co-authored it with gary washburn and it's going to be available august 6th i believe um it's already like i saw somebody sent me it's Top 30 in the New York or the Amazon bestseller list right now. And it's, it's not called even the out. Spencer Haywood rule. Yeah. Crazy story. Crazy. From beginning to end. He, you could, you could definitely do a 30 for 30 on him. And he, he's not just Shaq's teammate. No, no. He, he, he was as good as Shaq. He was one of the best Olympians ever. He also picked cotton as a kid. Oh. Like he grew up in, um, in, in Mississippi in some really, really tough situations. That father died when he was born. Um, he was eating roadkill. I, I don't want to spoil a lot of it, but you, you got to, yeah, a lot of racism stuff in Mississippi, which is why he didn't do a parade. They wanted him to have a parade back in his hometown of Silver City after the Olympics, and he said, nah, I ain't coming back home. Like, Damn. Talk about you. You, you, you got to read it. I know you'll read it. But yep. it's, I just got a copy. I, I, will, I will say this. Oh, you got a copy? I got a, co a, a certain someone, a uh, little birdie, got me a copy, uh, um, an early well, copy. Well, I put you on the list, by the way. I just didn't know you guys got them yet. Hey, I, maybe I pulled a couple. Did you start times. reading it? 
Uh, I got it this morning because I remembered, I remembered that, uh, that I got a copy from, uh, from a certain someone. And I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can get a PDF of this thing. So I do have a copy. I haven't read it yet. Though. Oh, you have a PDF copy, not an actual physical copy. No, because when I get that, I'm going to ma- mail it to you so I can get uh, your, your, your John Hancock on it. Oh, man. Love to do that. And by then, I can mail it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I uh, appreciate right, you. And uh, stay safe. And I know, I know you guys are following the protocols and everything. You're going to be good. But um, stay healthy. Take care. Hydrate. Make sure you hydrate. Yeah, my bad. I'll be better tonight. All right. Well, Thanks, brother. Mark. Peace. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Haber Show. I want to give a big shout-out to Mark J. Spears. My man Mark is doing great work at ESPN's The Undefeated. He's got a book coming out uh, later this fall um, about Spencer Haywood called The Spencer Rule. Go check that out. Um, also, if you haven't listened yet to what it's like to be a player in a bubble, uh, go listen to the TBT star Sean Marshall, who was on the pod last week talking about the TBD tournament and also why he loves Jared Dudley, why the haters need to shut up about him. All right, so don't forget to uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Go tell your friends about the pod. And please stay safe out there. And until next time on The Haber Show.